Welcome to iFollow. Happy Super Bowl Sunday from i4o. Uh, I am joined today by Urban, Jeff, and Kyle. How's it going, guys? You guys excited for the big game today? I'm very no, excited. Not a sports podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. With that riveting <laughs> introduction, <laughs> sorry, I was <laughs> muted. <laughs> um, I'm just sleep pumped, Matthew. Is that is that, is that what you want to hear? There we go. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> I could barely sleep last night. You can I feel the air sucking out of the room. It's, yeah. Everything is. I don't. I don't know how to control. I don't know myself. what to do with these arms. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you can take your hands and direct them towards the podcast because we have some excellent and interesting news to cover today. Um, we have some follow up from the coin check hack. Uh, some news about Windows 10 S. Uh, some news from ATMs, uh, Intel, Lenovo, and some fun stuff coming out of Amazon. So with that, let's jump straight into the, the first topic. Following up from the coin check hack, um, looks like they're trying to cash out. So, so last week they stole, to catch people up who may not be familiar or who may not have heard, uh, they stole around $534 million worth of the cryptocurrency XEM. That said, I'm, or NEM, I'm not sure exactly which crypto that is off the top of my head because I'm not up to date on the acronyms, but... Um, they took it from Tokyo-based CoinCheck. So um, according to reports, uh, they have been transferring it to and from different accounts in order to make the traceability of the hack much harder and to make it harder to follow the flow of the money. Um, but I just think it's interesting that uh, it's uh, we haven't really seen articles come out re about recent hacks of other agencies trying to cash out on these cryptocurrency hacks as quickly, at least. So, and the but, thing about these cryptocurrencies, you can see every transfer, right? Because mm -hmm. you just look at the ledger and you can see where the money is going. You don't know who is it going to. It's just going to random address, but you can follow it and see. Especially for something this big, five hundred thirty-four million dollars worth of crypto, some someone's going to notice that transfer, right? Um, Coincheck did state that they would reimburse all of 260,000 customers affected by the theft using their own capital, which is very uh, nice of them. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's some good customer service. Uh, but yeah, these, these hacks are getting more prevalent by the day as, as cryptocurrency ga gains um, oh. attention. And of course, um, that attention involves hackers as well. So there's so much money flowing around that they're like, yeah. At some point, this is going to have to get converted into uh, like a national currency, or, or currency, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I don't really see where this could go, where they can't get found out. Like, where where can you use this and not have someone say, okay, like they're purchasing something or they're they're right. yeah. they're mm -hmm. gaining assets. Yeah, that's why they're contacting cryptocurrency exchanges, which do the conversion from a, a, a cryptocurrency to actually. Uh, spendable money yeah um, and a like lot of US, them, euros so yeah um, they're getting contact with them so if they see and they let them know and see if any of these type of transactions or they they recognize the address of where it's coming from yeah that they should block that and a lot of these uh, cryptocurrency exchanges are also tied to specific people with name or bank account or any kind of information with which to like 
move that transfer forward. So it is going. It should be fairly straightforward to find out who specifically is responsible for these hacks. Um, especially like you were saying, Urban says you can follow the flow of the money so closely, but this effort to move it to several accounts um, has caused some trouble for them when following through with finding out where the money went. They said that they um, are trying to track down as much of the coin as they can, and they can't guarantee that all of it is being followed. Yeah. Um, so, but this is um, just one more reason for people who are invested in cryptocurrency and are taking it seriously to consider a cold wallet because a lot of these um, ex- a lot of these cryptocurrency uh, exchanges use hot wallets, which is connected to the internet for ease of spending. So, if people are concerned about their assets in cryptocurrency, they might be worth their while to invest in a cold wallet. So, right. But Short. in other news, Windows 10s is dead. So, I think <laughs> did, we were, it, did it did it ever live? I, I mean, uh, define live. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, do you want to give a background what Windows 10s is? Just a just a right. give a little um, I don't know if like so that was their competition basically for like Chromebooks and like a very like uh like very secure like slimmed down version of Windows 10, right? Yeah, so it uh, launched on uh, lower end uh, PCs, but not also lower end. Their Surface laptop that Microsoft launched mm-hmm. came with Windows 10 S by default, and what that limited you to is just apps from the uh, Microsoft Store. You couldn't download any EXEs and install uh, install them. Uh, but Microsoft did give an option to upgrade to a normal version of Windows 10, which allows you to utilize it like just a normal Windows 10 operating system, install anything that you want uh, for free. Um, and they give out some uh, statistics that um, they said 60% of those who switch to from the S version to the regular version do so within 24 hours of having the device. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the people just don't like Edge. Yeah, well, yeah, and they, yeah, yeah, exactly. They also force you to use Edge. Mm-hmm. You couldn't use uh, any other third-party um, internet browsers. Um, but looks like they're changing their um, view on it. So now they have an S mode for Windows 10. Um, this would, it would be cool. And I know the details around this S mode are still in the very early stages, but it would be interesting if you could tie, say, like a specific user on the computer to S mode, like children, mm-hmm. for example, or something uh, to mm-hmm. make the internet or like um, maybe you have someone in the house who's a bit older and less tech savvy and doesn't really need much, then you could give them a stripped down version of the same computer that say like a professional is using. So I wonder if that would be an option. And um, I would think that would be a smart move on their part to use it at a, on a user basis, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's it's uh, I think it's a smart move for Windows and Microsoft to do this. Um, but they said that uh, the update is going to be coming out with uh, with Redstone Four. Um, is there? I, th- I think that's their. I'm I'm not familiar what Redstone Four is, but I know yeah, it's... it's the it's the next release. So they have the creators update, the fall creators oh, update, right. right? Redstone Four is just the current code name for whatever that next update is that they're okay. using. I think they're doing it twice a year now they're doing twice 
twice a year updates to Windows 10. That's their, okay. And Redstone 4 is that next iteration of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think I don't. I, don't, I never understood as a as a power user. I use you, you. I guess you would call me what Windows 10 S would be useful for. Well, um, it's. I think it was done like we were saying at the top of it to compete with the lower end computing market that are like Chromebooks and um, computers like that that are um, specifically targeting uh, people who don't need a whole lot or only need right. something within the reach of the Google App Store. Or the not the Google App Store, the Microsoft App Store. Windows Store, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking that maybe this would be good good for use in like an organization or a company, maybe where you want to keep people within a certain box who are using your machines. Because um, mm. it's, I mean, it's for security performance purposes, right? Because if if Windows knows that you're going to be using their applications, say what you will about performance, but from a security standpoint, they can really manage what settings are set which way and what exactly you can do on that machine so like to yeah. a power to a power user like a, a techie um like us who would who would want to configure their own settings or maybe you know obviously use executable files um this wouldn't be of interest but for situations where you have people who maybe don't know a lot about computers or you want to make sure that they're really compliant with safety standards um yeah this could be an interesting option yeah, for organizations, it makes sense because you, then you're just limited to running that web browser and then perhaps just Office, right? That's the main, that's what you're going to be using at the Office suite and, and, and Internet Explorer. And you can't just download a random EXE and install it because it will just refuse it and that'll protect them from any viruses that might come mm-hmm. or phishing attacks. Yeah, and the security, like you're to kind of branch off of that, um, Windows 10 S touts high security and it's only because it's a closed wall environment that it's secure. It's not necessarily that they're offering any additional security updates or anything to this operating system over Windows 10. It's just that it it is a, I guess to put it bluntly, a more idiot-proof internet experience in terms of not being able to download malicious files or uh, controlling what gets on the computer from Microsoft's level to only Microsoft-approved software. Right. And this is a change from the S. So when um, 10S launched, you were only li- limited to running Microsoft's own Defender um, uh, security or, or antivirus program. But now it looks like the, the Microsoft says there will be AV and security apps within S mode. Uh, so that that's interesting. I think it means that you can install third-party um, security and AV apps in s mode but it's still it's still early so it's still not very clear if that's actually what microsoft means by that hmm. um it's interesting though but um i i would have figured they would have closed off third party over windows defender but yeah like you said i guess we'll find out in later announcements and i'm sure we'll be reporting on this again as well yeah. but um speaking of closed boxes <laughs> <laughs> ATM hacks have uh, are starting to find their way into the U.S. and um, the term is considered ATM jackpotting. So um, it's just people posing as an ATM technician and breaking into um, the ATMs with which to take all the money out. But uh, this is this is very interesting. I know Jeff, you um, brought this article to the show, so I'm mm-hmm. curious to hear your thoughts on this. Well, first off, it should be stated that the ATMs are uh, using Windows XP still. Yep. <laughs> so yep. just just like the conversations we've had about your your polling or voting booths uh, that are vulnerable, uh, you got the same situation going on here. So, yep. like Matt was alluding to, um, 
these the people who are um, executing these attacks. Um, for, they've been doing it for quite some time now in Asia, Europe, and Mexico, um, but it's making its way to the U.S. Uh, some would say finally because it's been suspected this would happen eventually. Um, and these people are walking up to the machines, acting like they're technicians so that they look like they're there for a legitimate reason. Um, they use a laptop and they have a, a mirror image of the operating system for the ATM and they uh, have malware on that operating system. So basically it's, it's called jackpotting because you can just basically tell the ATM to give you all of its money. <laughs> so <laughs> so they, they hook up to the ATM with this operating system and basically convince the ATM that it's using the operating system it wants to use and then they just take out all the money. Yeah, um, and the just I love how just upgrading the computer's OS solves the whole problem. <laughs> like it fixes everything. There's no issues going forward if you just upgrade your OS. But um, kind of going off of this, uh, you mentioned to kind of to draw a parallel with this, the voting machines. Right. Um, to kind of go a little bit off topic, I, I saw an article earlier this week where um, some of the uh, procurement people from the the like the hacking conferences that happened where they did the voting village and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're actually having a very hard time getting a hold of voting machines now um, because the, the companies are like threatening legal action if they purchase them through third party sellers, which is weird because it's perfectly legal to buy them on eBay. So I don't know why they're, they're doing that, but I guess it's just one of those things like the companies have it in their best interest to not change as much software as possible in order to um, mass produce these things. And, going through security updates can be hard for a company, but as we're seeing here and as we saw in the voting village, like it's important to update because this stuff can get broken into very easily. Yeah. Oh, shucks. It's hard to do it. Well, like <laughs> it's also harder to apologize when everyone's money gets stolen or all of the, the votes get hacked. Like it's, it's way harder to apologize for that than it is to be like, all right, guys, before we even put this out, or like, hey, the ATM shut down today. We have to do an update. You can get your cash tomorrow. Like, it's what's harder? Yeah, I don't. What's really it. harder as a business? Why is apologizing it for it afterwards and trying to save face, or taking the steps ahead of time so it doesn't happen in the first place? I don't get what the big holdup is with. I mean, I guess there'd have to be some extensive testing. But if you already know this image is bad, why not upgrade? Like, it doesn't take a long time to migrate software to a new operating right. system especially for no. something like like voting or like dispensing cash cash that's like it doesn't seem like crazy difficult operations to move from one operating system to the other so i don't really and that's that. for what some people could call vital infrastructure too of course yeah. voting yeah. and cash flow and uh yeah so that those are totally fine to run on software whose support ended in 2014 that's totally fine yeah there's also, no yeah i guess <laughs> I've always been baffled on why even Windows XP was an option. Why not just go with a Linux distro, like your own, <laughs> and, and run that? Like, it's probably easier to maintain. I, I don't know. Man, just run them on MS-DOS. It's fine. If you go back far enough, the hacks don't work anymore. So Go Windows ME. No one even wasted their time with that. <laughs> no one speaks DOS yes. anymore, so they're fine. <laughs> yes. I'd personally go with Windows Bob. But right. <laughs> Windows Bob, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Oh man, you gotta do your research, Matt. I'm Maybe sorry. Windows Bob was what is this a, a tech a, podcast? Was a great <laughs> operating system. Maybe they need to throw some S mode on these ATMs and voting booths. 
right? <laughs> Make it more secure. Dumb it down for the public. You know, Seriously. S stands for safe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, it mentioned in the article, too, that you could replace the hard drive outright. But why not just, like not allow these things to be connected to via ethernet like if you if you maintain the image from the hard drive itself and basically know like all right if someone's opening up this box you better go check their credentials and make sure they're yeah. legitimate then nah, dude, he's got a clipboard <laughs> and a hat <laughs> he's got a gray jumpsuit guys what do you, like what do you want he's in a, a yeah. big van it's not sketchy at all yeah, walks in with the words ATM man taped the, to his back. And the you know, van, that guy's got some credentials. The van's filled with cash, so he must be an actual ATM guy. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> walks out with a gym bag full of cash. All right, so my only question is when you say that ATM man is taped to his back, do you mean like it's written out in duct tape ATM or is it like a piece of loose leaf ripped out of a book? I'll it's accept taped. both answers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are. I want to get the, the clearest image for the public, for our, uh, for our <laughs> listeners, for our listeners out there. Oh man, but yeah, um, to, not to make light of it, but unfortunately, we are probably not going to see uh, an attempt to stop this until it becomes way too widespread of an issue. Um, but a general PSA to the public: if you do see a man with an ATM man name <laughs> ta like taped to his back or written on loose leaf paper taped to his back, then please. Uh, run his credentials by the, the establishment that he's in before allowing him to, to do his work on the ATM. Or her. Or her. I'm sorry. There you go. I formally apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Spectre. <laughs> More security. Yeah, um, Microsoft has been having issues with their emergency update uh, for Spectre that they released. It's, I guess it's been a couple of weeks now. Uh, so um, they had initial issues with AMD processors where certain ones would just shut down and wouldn't refuse to boot if you installed this update. Then they pulled that one, and now um, it was causing for uh, Intel processors um, what they call more than expected amount of reboots. I don't know what that means exactly. So more than zero. Uh, <laughs> more, more than three reboots. How many, how many times do you expect your windows can to randomly just reboot uh i mine mine is zero it's like i'm well, now that you think about it i'm a little overdue for my first reboot today yeah when does that happen it's not like it happened to me as the show is starting or anything <laughs> yeah we didn't have any technical maybe maybe you were affected by this update i don't know uh okay. so microsoft has released an emergency patch that's out of their typical uh tuesday update the second tuesday of every month that disables this um fix temporarily until they can get a proper um fix out there that doesn't cause issues like data loss and corruption which uh is not good no those are um, things i typically try to avoid when updating things i'm sure there's yeah. a lot of uh frustrated sys admins out there who yeah. applied this patch because like oh cool we can fix the specter bug or at least protect yeah. against it and then people are like oh my computer is restarting all the time yeah from when this initially um came out i i i mean i definitely noted that this seems like a, a, a band-aid and it does now seem like that's exactly what it was because it was so rushed out but according apparently intel knew about this back in july um so i don't know how much warning it gave to all the vendors like microsoft to try to get this fix out but um yeah, the, the the 
band-aid didn't work so they looked like it rushed it i know linus torwald who um who is the creator of linux um was very vocal on how bad their microsoft's patches have actually been how badly coded and and all the issues that have been uh causing um two computers out there so he he was very vocal about that it seems like that's like not to just point fingers at microsoft but it seems like that's across the board like poor update um checking and just like the inability for some of these big tech companies to get these updates correct it seems like there's this big push to rush updates out to the market hey well, yeah, find, I, I, finding uh, 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 reliable verification teams is hard you know yeah I was, I was even gonna say when you first started like oh wait something's wrong with windows again hold on a second <laughs> oh man so, crazy talk it is get out of here stands I, for I feel like this isn't the <laughs> sorry i feel like this isn't the first time that we've discussed on the podcast where someone was like ah well they knew about it back in july but they didn't really do anything until december like yeah yep. so, windows i mean it's, the, it's it's commonplace for people to be like eh, it's not like really an issue yet so i guess we'll like tell like bob in in accounting like you know there's there might be an issue just coming just be just be heads up so there's yeah. actually like there's actually there's like a dialogue right now about this, whether or not it was right or wrong to delay their announcement, because I mean, I mean, there's three active class action lawsuits actually right now against Intel, not against Windows, but against Intel um, in California, Oregon and Indiana um, because of the vulnerability itself, uh, Meltdown Inspector alike, and uh, also their, their delay in disclosing it to the public. But they're kind of defending themselves, saying, well, if we release this information to the public, there'd be more people trying to act on it um, since July, as opposed to now hearing about it in December or January, what have you. Um, so they're right. saying, is it is it ethical to wait um, to release information like this if you think it's protecting the consumer? Um, I mean, it's up for debate. I don't know what you guys think, but there's pros um, and cons. Yeah, and they, they mentioned that um, there is... Uh, this is they say this is for advanced users only, but I'm about to prove that wrong in one sentence. But they say um, you can follow Microsoft's instructions if you don't want the Spectre and Meltdown protections that come with some of these updates um, by editing your registry. But that is something else that's important to note that um, there's another podcast that does security-based news, and it's called uh, Security Now. And the the host of that show, Steve Gibson, created an app that runs on all versions of Windows and Wine, which is um, Windows running in, I think that's Windows running in like a Linux-based box or mm -hmm. like a VM yeah. or something. And um, this is a very simple application that lets you disable and re-enable uh, Spectre and Meltdown patch support. And it is not only incredibly easy to use, but it's reversible if you wanted to go back. So, um, for anybody who wants to disable these uh, patches until Intel can either figure out what's going on with these problems or until we can get an update that properly handles these issues, uh, feel free to go and download that application that's on GRC's website, uh, the Gibson Research Corporation. Um, it's called Inspector is what the software is called. Um, and I'll put a link for that in the show notes if anybody is interested in using that software. Yeah. Um, if for some and, reason that you're impacted from the performance hits and you don't want the fixes. And this app will also show you exactly if you are affected by this performance, if your computer is being slowed down, if these patches are live on your computer, yep. it's very useful. And it's only like, 
I think, what, 300K or something? It's a, it's a 100 and, 126K app. Very and, uh, and I think uh, Steve said that 80% um, of that is just the icon. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also, it's important to note that anybody who's not familiar with Steve Gibson, he was the writer of the software. I think Never10 was the program that he wrote. And he's also done programs such as SpinWrite and um, uh, other tools that have been incredibly helpful across the internet. So uh, anybody looking to disable these updates, feel free to check out that patch and download that because that is arguably the best approach to doing this instead of editing your registry. I will never recommend anybody edits their registry in any way whatsoever, <laughs> unless following very explicit instructions or letting Steve Gibson do it for you because he provides the ability to reverse those changes, unlike what Microsoft has. So just a little PSA that I wanted to put out there for any listeners who are looking to handle this on their own, take, take matters into their own hands. So something we can't take into our own hands is Lenovo's fingerprint manager, uh, leaving your passwords vulnerable. So um, I really want, like, if, if it wasn't for all the slew of issues that Lenovo has had over the past right. couple of years, I would really like to own a ThinkPad. Their tablet or their laptops are, like, really nice. But um, yet again, Lenovo has left users vulnerable to a breach. Um, so it's just uh, weak encryption, which will enable someone to bypass the fingerprint scanner and take advantage of hard-coded passwords in order to gain access to your computer. Um, also, you uh, totally expose your login credentials and your fingerprint data. Yeah. So, you know, just just Lenovo things. <laughs> yeah, Lenovo has been really bad at, at like putting bad software on their computers that yeah. either uh, reduce the security or just remove it completely or um, exposing uh, sensitive information to um, anyone yeah. that has the ability to access that. The good news is, though, if you're buying a Lenovo or if you've just recently purchased a, Win a Lenovo laptop and it came with Windows 10 on it, as opposed to Windows 7, 8, and 8.1, you're fine. You don't need an update because this software did not come on any Lenovo laptop running Windows 10 from the start. Um, and also, you can't exploit it via the internet, only with local access. So... Uh, it's not a major problem, but the fact that Lenovo is still experiencing these types of issues is concerning as to what else may be lying under the hood. Uh, but it sucks because their hardware is so nice. The ThinkPad is nice. I don't know. Your uh, your intro to this segment, I mean, I don't have much to add. I mean, you guys are right because I, I feel like Lenovo, like you said, everything everything looks great out of the box and they just keep running into issues. I mean, there's no debating that. But um, I have, your intro, the way you phrase it, I had a flashback to how gamers were in 06 and 07. They're like, I love the 360, but the second I turn it on, everything melts. <laughs> like, I have to get a plate now. It's just... The red rings of death. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the whole motherboard just separates from the rest of it. I don't know what to do anymore. Yep. I, it's, it's just something that is worth noting. And also, um, the article does mention that a patch has been released for this, but... Regardless, it's something else in Lenovo's long list of issues over the last couple of years. But uh, moving straight into other news, we have some uh, developments from Amazon, Berkshire, and Berkshire and J.P. Morgan Link. 
forming a new healthcare company. Um, this is very, it's very interesting. And I, I almost saw this coming because, um, as quoted by, um, uh, what's his name? Ben Thompson from Stratechery. He had mentioned that Amazon wants a piece of every economic transaction on <laughs> the globe. <laughs> and this is a huge step in towards getting into that industry as, um, I believe one of the articles mentioned oh yeah, on, the, on the Stratechery article that healthcare was 17.9% of the GDP of 2016. So that's a, it's a, big market to to get a piece of for amazon um anybody else want to lead on on this i think it i know that they're trying to merge the boundary between healthcare providers and some of the retail bases such as like cvs and other companies like that but i don't know if anybody else wants to jump in on this yeah they pretty much want to provide their own healthcare. They want to bypass the current systems, whatever it might be for your insurance provider to through you, um, your work, right? So if you, they, Amazon wants to do that themselves, provide that healthcare um, costs and also perhaps getting into selling uh, prescription medication directly uh, to um, people. Mm -hmm. um, and immediately after this announcement, both uh, CVS Health's uh, farm, or, um, stock dropped by like 7% or 5%, I think. Yeah, I think and, most of their stocks. Have yeah, health insurance, including Cigna and uh, Anthem also dropped. All Jeff Bezos has to do is say that he's going to dip into a market and everybody in that market stocks plummets. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. He's really good for shorting markets. But, I mean, they're huge, right? So anything yeah. um, um, they announce could potentially be any more any new market that they announce that they want to perhaps just play into just just test some things in. Yeah, it's gonna be a huge effect on whatever that market. Um, oh yeah, and Amazon's known for bringing efficiencies into whatever markets that it like that it taps into. So. Yeah. And as we know, healthcare is the probably the most <laughs> least efficient. So I'm wondering uh, business out there. I'm wondering what the the benefits or improvements are going to be that they make to the industry. You know, if provided they stay in it, because most of what you get from Amazon that people, while they like them, is convenience and affordability. So you find your best price and you can access it through a web browser. So I'm wondering if it's going to be similar. Like if you if you're going to have options and it's going to be like a lot a lot cheaper as an alternative if it's going to be a lot easier to enroll if it's going to be a lot easier to maintain pay your bill uh if it's going to be accepted at a lot of places it's going to be interesting to see what else they do um yeah. what kind of affiliations yeah. they're going to have if you're going to get discounts on products you buy from them for healthcare purposes mm -hmm. um yeah if you already have healthcare through amazon then you get huge discounts on your uh prescription drugs if you buy them also at amazon right and um i mean healthcare costs especially in the u.s are uh uh crazy um and if they can work in reducing that cost uh within the u.s uh that could be huge because then more and more people will flood to getting their insurance from amazon instead yeah. if they're significantly cheaper and it looks like they're trying it's it, this is a definitely a big incentivization for competition in this industry which is refreshing because i don't remember the last time the healthcare industry has had a large amount of competition from any company coming in 
So this is going to be, I think, good for the market as a whole. And uh, Amazon has said that they um, had listed out some potential ways of possibly doing this, um, such as providing more transparency over the prices for doctor visits and lab tests, and maybe even enabling direct purchasing of some medical items instead of through um, physicians or anything like that. So I think this would this could open up the market, cutting into a lot of inefficiencies that currently stand within the within this industry. And I think we could see some, like this is huge. We could see some some big change in this industry. Someone's um, someone's making a good point in our Twitch chat. Actually, it's Wicked Kenders their uh, handle, but they're saying just wait, watch. They're gonna have us uh, require you to wear health monitors or like a smartwatch or something. And it's mm -hmm. gonna, you know, it's it's an interesting point. Like imagine if it was linked to your healthcare directly, where if you're more active or practice having good health practices, that your rates go down or up. Conversely, if you're like, for instance, if it can tell that you're like smoking cigarettes or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just here. I'm just imagining the echo making like offhand comments about your health in the corner of the room. Like, <laughs> oh, you've sat down for five hours. It looks like you should get moving, or you know. Uh... Really, Matt? Another piece of cake? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet your third piece of cheesecake today. Open the fridge door, really though. <laughs> I could completely see that. Alexa, um, place to order the Domino's. Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time this hey, it could, week that you it could, ordered Domino's. It could be cool, though, too, like with the, the Amazon Go, like we were talking about, or Whole Foods, where it can maybe recommend a healthy diet to you or something like that, um, right. especially if they have access to what conditions or illnesses you have. Maybe they can recommend like your medicine or what diet could help with certain conditions that you have. <laughs> it's yeah, I, it's I, I weird. Yeah. Level two. I, I mean, it's 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 kind of like next level, next level healthcare. It's not just the medical part. It's it's kind of like a, a doctor and a and a physician and a nutritionist and all kind of wrapped up into one. It, I could see it getting there for sure. It's weird, and you know, it's it is invasive in terms of privacy. Like, do you want one company knowing all this information about you? I mean, besides the fact that Google and Amazon can infer a lot about all of us, it's it, it's getting to a point where they're going to know basically everything there is to know about you. So it's it's yeah. it's weird. It's an age of tech, like a lack of privacy, pretty much, in the the advent of new technologies. But for what benefits it could provide, that's up to you whether or not you want to participate. Maybe it's not up to you. Maybe it's just gonna wind up taking over, and you're just gonna <laughs> do it. But yeah, walk into a CVS and you don't have to check out at a cashier anymore. How long is do you think until Amazon tries to buy CVS or a company like that so they can have a pharmacy? Uh, I mean, their their uh, stock just dropped. So I was just gonna just say reduced, that the value just reduced significantly. It's like yeah. they just keep announcing it and uh, they wait till they're worth nothing and they just brought it off for pennies. Everyone, <laughs> what if they just keep making fake announcements until CVS stock plummets and then they're just like, we're just gonna take your infrastructure and, and build off of that. Hey, we're man. not gonna do anything on our own. Just. That's... It's funny but depressing because they actually would probably do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they could easily do. Yeah, that. they could I just mean, target any any business that way. They have actually yeah. done that in yeah. previous businesses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's actually a thing. Amazon <laughs> has done that where they run a business slow, so slow to the ground because they were threatening this particular business from Amazon that they became so cheap that they just bought them up. The W in Walmart stands for weenies. Walmart stock tanks, they just buy Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. They could do it. They could Jeff Bezos is gonna take over the world. This is what we get when we get late stage capitalism. Hey, he is the richest man ever to live on this planet.
and he's uh, not willing to give up that title anytime soon. What a change! It shows you where the 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 industry is booming too. Because back when personal computers were you know becoming really relevant and uh, everyone was starting to use them, you saw Bill Gates you know get insanely rich from Microsoft and Windows, and now mm -hmm. you see Amazon where they're just starting to take over. How insanely rich Jeff Bezos is getting? <laughs> yeah, these people can, and, and they also mentioned um, these companies that have joined together. Um, Amazon, uh, Berkshire, and uh, J.P. Morgan Link. Um, those three companies combined have a market hit of $1.6 trillion. So that is a huge influencer in the industry. Casual. Yeah. So that's all right. Some big stuff coming through. It's exciting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if other employers adopt this healthcare too. Yeah. Not just mm -hmm. those involved. Doesn't know. it freak you guys out that that companies can just do that though? Like, kind of. But they course. can just kind of just do what they want to another company until that company doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, this that's been that, that has happened across. Like, I mean, you go all the way. Oh, back I'm to not it. saying yeah. just Amazon. Yeah, everybody yeah. has done it. Yeah, but it's just like one of those. It we're gonna potentially see. I wouldn't be surprised over the next couple of decades if you see some rewriting of the antitrust laws to account for industries that are now not only just consuming every all the business in their specific industry but taking over multiple industries and cornering an entire section of the market yeah it's it's like monopolizing but in a different form like it's not just yeah. one industry that you're dominating but when you have a big presence in all of them yeah also, also there's there's like saw that with walmart too with the yeah. trucking industry and their planes and all that stuff there's an association too, like the the company that you get your groceries from and that gives you the medicine that makes you feel better. Like you're going to like that company inherently. So it's going to be hard to convince the public of any wrongdoing if there is. So, yep. This is Jeff Bezos world and we're all just living in it. Yeah. You, you, you're going to get to see him later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want yeah, to. Yeah. They're, they're in the uh, Super Bowl. There's a couple of ads that are coming in, but, um, to, to just get a couple of other things that we have in the news, uh, Samsung is confirming, going back towards our cryptocurrency talks and cryptography, and they're confirming it's making ASIC chips for cryptocurrency mining. So uh, crypto cryptocurrency and mining has been a, a pretty big and hot topic in recent news with the rising costs of graphics cards and increase in the trend towards people building their own mining machines. And um, it looks like Samsung is trying to get in on this. Um, making uh, they already they already produce high capacity memory chips for GPUs, but now they want to start making ASIC chips. Which anybody who's not familiar um, with that, an ASIC chip is a type of card that is incredibly good at doing one thing and one thing only. So it's not going to get you high frame rates in Crisis. It may not be able to run <laughs> any of those of those games, but uh, it's definitely going to mine at insane rates so yeah so the every time someone comes out with a new type of asic chip it typically uh, re increases the difficulty of, of mining um that particular uh coin a uh, cryptocurrency mm -hmm. um because it improves the efficiency uh so if, if someone big like samsung is getting into manufacturing these i'm, I'm assuming they're going to improve the efficiency of these chips to mine these coins uh, way better, and that's going to increase the difficulty, and it's going to be a flood of yep. um, 
money going into by trying to get the hand people hands on uh, these ASIC uh, chips. Um, there's currently ones that are the biggest one is Bitmain um, that I've heard of um, that manufactures these type of machines yep. that contain uh, these ASIC processors and and um, they're really powerful. But they yeah, like Matt said, they're only good at well doing one thing. So if that uh, device or that that device is no longer efficient and mining a particular cryptocurrency, it becomes just a, a, a doorstop, um, yep. a three thousand plus dollar doorstop, which is kind of crazy. And you have to buy them pretty much as they come out, otherwise oh. your return on investment is going to be non-existent after a couple of months. Well, that's the thing is there's it's such a booming market in cryptocurrency right now that everybody wants a piece. So there's they stand to make a lot of money off of this because if there's now hardware that's and by the way, ASIC's application-specific integrated circuit, for anyone who doesn't know, if they have application-specific for mining cryptocurrency and basically people who have this chipset or the people who have this this chip is are going to stand to mine more cryptocurrency and do it more efficiently and you can make money back doing it so you're paying off your card potentially, it, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to want to get into this. Mm -hmm. um, so I, th I think Samsung is going to make a boatload of money if they get this out in the near yeah. future. Well, there's another news that they announced uh, the earnings and they're already making a boatload of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're going to make even more boatloads of money. Right. <laughs> uh, so they had their uh, related news. Uh, Samsung did their uh, earnings call uh, this past uh, week and um, they had total gross total revenue of $69 billion in 2017. Uh, and that's eclipsing uh, Intel, who had for 62.8 billion uh, revenue reported revenue last year. Uh, so now that makes Samsung uh, the biggest uh, chip maker um, in the world. And that's just their chip um, division, right? Because Samsung makes a lot of stuff, fridges, yeah. TVs, yep. phones. Uh, they even they even make like excavators. In, in like Asian countries, they have, they do a lot of stuff, but this is just, they made $69 billion just in their chipset division. And literally almost every device has a Samsung chip in it. Would that be uh, uh, storage in your phone? A lot of phones have Samsung storage uh, on them, including iPhones. Um, uh, and uh, it's on in a lot of devices and it looks like it's paying off that they're in so many different, um, devices that they're just making money hand over fist um they're gonna need a bigger boat <laughs> they're gonna need a bigger boat if they get into the crypto business as well because if they beat like you said the efficiencies of other ones people are just gonna gobble them up yep as soon as yeah. they release them i agree with jeff about you know what what you guys were saying about like um they gotta get this out quick i mean they're 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 jumping on on the fact that like this has now become the fad thing it went from like you have to be super techie to like just go talk to bob in accounting again what's up bob he's still there um <laughs> we can go talk to bob in accounting again and he shows you how to do it in no time at all and all of a sudden you're just like hey look i'm part of it now i think it's it's i mean obviously it's uh, in some cases very legitimate but it's it's become the trendy thing to do i mean when our friend and i don't want to name him by name but i think you guys know who i'm talking about when he bashes things and then eventually jumps on that's how you know it's become the trendy thing to do um so uh name's but, bob microsoft yeah bob. exactly that's right yeah um so I, I feel like that was the sign to me that like 
the next person to step up with something like we're talking about Samsung doing right now is going to be the, the the people to they're capitalizing on the trend. It's, it, it went from a high tech thing to a trendy thing. And if they get this out at the right time, they're going to make that money back. In the, or They're not going to have to worry about sitting on a bunch of chips. They're going to be selling like hotcakes and people are going to think they're going to make that money back right away. It's mm. it's a huge name too, like Samsung. Everybody knows Samsung. Yeah, like, exactly. Yep. Yeah, and this also comes on the heels of uh, some of the bigger names in graphics cards uh, announcing iterations for their new chips. So you have like NVIDIA's Volta line, which is going to be coming out um, this quarter. Uh, I think AMD has also announced updates to its current line of uh, graphics cards as well. So Samsung is getting in right at a good time, right as the market is beginning to iterate and prep itself for what is going to become now a split uh a split market where they're catering to both gamers and miners at the same time. So provided they, that the crypto mining continues to be a popular thing to do, you know, right. Or yeah, the, and we've seen a recent, a bit of a market. It looks more like a market correction than a burst of the, of the market. Yeah. But yeah, that comes right at the heels of that too, with um, Bitcoin dropping almost $2,000 over the last couple of days. So, I mean, it is what it is, but also ASIC miners are loud. Like I would yes. never, if you get an ASIC miner, don't put it anywhere where you want to have peace of mind or you need to think because it sounds like, it sounds like a jet engine almost. Taking, like I recommend anybody who hasn't heard or seen an ASIC miner to go on YouTube and just listen to the, the soft shriek and screaming of an ASIC miner hard at work. So if you're, if you're planning on recording a podcast, you might not want to have your mining rig right next to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Move your ASIC miners into a different room. Right. But um, applicants application specific rooms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so now uh, back to cover a little bit of news. Um, there's a there's a pretty big event happening today. Um, it uh it involves a, a bowl of sorts. Um, and it's <clears> it's pretty <throat> fantastic. A super it's, bowl. It's the puppy bowl. Uh, Urban no. <laughs> No, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's the Super Bowl. Uh, Super we're late for Wing Bowl. That was on Friday. Oh, no, oh, man, we missed it. Um, sit, Super Bowl you... L2 is happening today. Um, so, <laughs> we, <laughs> so uh, with that, um, there has been some commercials that are coming out, one of which is by our good friend Jeff Bezos. Um, and we, the, the tech around it is cool. Um, we can get into the specifics around the commercial itself. Uh, in a second, but the technology behind how they're going to get this to work is actually interesting. Um, they are utilizing a technology in which whenever they trigger the, the various tasks that the Amazon Echo will be performing throughout the commercial, um, it will not trigger your device in the room. And they do this um, evidently by achieving this through playing um, high frequency uh ranges of sounds through the spectrum which tip off the phrase being spoken so they kind of drown it out with a tone that we can't hear but prevents the echo from picking up on those sounds jeez this is very huh. interesting but i mean it's smart because you it's don't like want... tricking dogs yeah you know how many millions of people are watching the game live and how many of those uh have an uh echo device uh, i mean we've heard stories of how popular it is i know amazon hasn't released actual numbers but we know it's in the uh, tens of millions and more than that <laughs> what if on the um, out there and all of those being triggered it would be uh, quite a, a catastrophe 
What if they yeah. what if they had a message in a commercial that was like Alexa, buy more Alexa? <laughs> it's yeah. like everyone gets ordered. <laughs> yeah. And we've seen we've seen this before in previous um events where I think there was one particular um commercial where they had the Echo do I think Burger King did it. It might have even yeah. been a Super Bowl mm -hmm. commercial at the last Super Bowl. Um but they had a they had it Google what the Whopper was. Yeah. Or for you. They're like, yeah, we can't fit uh, all the information about the Whopper in this 15 seconds of commercial. So you can just ask Google. And they said the trigger word for Google and asked, oh, uh, what's a Whopper? And then it would just give you the Wikipedia entry uh, for the Whopper. Mm -hmm. uh, it would trigger your device in the room and then qu Google quickly shut that down. Yeah. Uh, that you could, that it wouldn't do that because they're like, uh, yeah, they'll uh, yeah. do that. Because I have. That's a good idea, though. I'm sorry. It is a good I mean, idea. How expensive the Super Bowl ads yeah. are? Yeah, just 15 a, seconds. Hey Alexa, tell them about this, and then just back out. It's yeah, like five yeah. seconds. That's it. We're out. I wonder, it I is mean, smart. It, smart marketing. Very, very smart marketing. Whatever agency came up with that, props to them. But it is kind of annoying when you're yeah. triggering people's own personal devices through the television. As it would turn out, yeah, that uh, bothered several people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm wondering. It's if... like what you two did. <laughs> Are we gonna yeah. do? Are we doing the same thing right now, though? If anyone's listening on a smart device, yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Apologies. Play the latest episode of yeah. Industry 4.0. <laughs> Alexa, download I4.0. Okay. Okay. Um, I've seen. Uh, I want to bring up one thing. So Jeff Bezos is actually in this commercial. Um, yes. There, I've seen online that several people in the tech industry aren't really a fan of of Jeff Bezos becoming the face of Amazon like that, being so public as a CEO. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have any thought of that. I'm sort of leaning that way as well. I don't know, like as a CEO, you just stay running the company. You shouldn't be like in know. commercials. Like, how many times have you seen actual CEOs being commercials? I don't think he's the first or, person to do this. I know Vince McMahon, number one. Thank you. you okay, go. that's all you need. There you go. He fights people. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> End of discussion. But yeah, so I I don't think he's the first one to do this, and I don't think he's the last one to do this. I mean, uh, CEOs tend to put themselves in fairly publicly facing positions anyway. Like you will have them at their keynotes, um, detailing things. Um, you see them on the news. I think it's kind of a natural direction, and it's definitely interesting to see the ceo taking place in a commercial especially when their public appearances aren't as painfully awkward as some of them i'm looking at you mark zuckerberg um but yeah i, I think that it's um i think it's I, i'm not bothered by it i don't know well it's not like he's coming on and like talking about his product details right like it's, yeah. it's a funny skit and he's in it for two seconds it's not like he's like i'm jeff bezos let me tell you about all our new products and yeah I don't know. It's and there's celebrities in it too, so it's like yeah. just yeah. another. He's big... sort of becoming like a celebrity, kind of like Elon, like in the a way the meme right where it shows him like leveling up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Elon Musk has even muscles. Elon Musk has even appeared in movies. So this is true. And oh. TV shows. He's been in The Big Bang Theory. He's been in several other. Yeah. So say... I, I, we're, it's getting we're getting into this era of communication where i mean we're we're getting this is also in the same time as we're receiving tweets from our president rampaging about what pin he wore during a show or something like that so, okay matt the apprentice <laughs> he did it yeah i mean like it's it's a it's a different time where we live in we live in a different time in terms of 
how public facing our officials are. But um, Shark Tank, that's Shark another Tank. example. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> he was even on WWE. He's in their Hall of Fame, by the way. Is he really? Yeah. For what? They have a celebrity win. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, uh, he was at WrestleMania years back, and um, him and Vince each picked someone to represent them in a match, and the loser uh, got their head shaved by the other guy. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Uh, he got to shave Vince McMahon's head on but, television. Wow. And then they put him in the Hall of Fame for it. And now he's our president. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Rock next, probably? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Or Stone Cold Steve Austin, something like that. If Stone Cold Steve Austin was elected president of the United States and then chugged two beers and yelled, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so, I would die immediately <laughs> as the happiest person to have ever lived on this planet. Bring back a hologram of Randy Savage during would, one of the debates. Hey, freak show. <laughs> Those eyes right there, they lust for Elizabeth. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, so, um, what you gonna do, brother? What you gonna do? But the tech behind the Amazon commercial is is great to, to try to drag it forcefully back on topic. Um, so what, it, it's funny because I, I did mention how how cool of an idea it was to do what they did before, where they they set up everyone's devices on purpose. Yeah, but to not only have a cool ad and then be able to boast about the technology like hey guess what we're not going to set all your devices off even though it would be super easy to do so and great marketing mm -hmm. um then they can boast about how awesome their technology is and still have a cool commercial about the device you probably already have in your home yeah and um i did get the initial they don't play a tone i was a little little bit off in my initial assessment they um they actually mute the 300 to 6 or the 3000 to 6000 hertz range of the audio spectrum which is where the echo is evidently looking for the trigger phrase. So they intentionally mute that entire spectrum, which is um, unintelligible to the human ear. So when you started, I thought you were going to say they mute everyone's <laughs> Alexis across the <laughs> they world. Just, they forcibly mute your TV. They somehow, no, they, no, oh, they, mute yeah. the, they mute your device. So Can you can't imagine that. Like, That'd be new. Insane. I was like, well, hold on, this is way different than we thought it was. <laughs> They even know when you DVR it and you're watching it a little bit later too. It just mute. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it's crazy that we have these kinds of technology in the house that allow that stuff. But the commercial itself is hilarious, and I do recommend anybody who hasn't seen it yet to either um, try to see it during the the fourth quarter um, at some point, which is when I think it's anticipated to run, or on YouTube as it's already available to watch. So I do recommend it. It's hilarious. It'll be in our show notes too. So yeah, absolutely. Every year, one of my favorite things is to look up um, banned Super Bowl commercials. So I never know if it's accurate or not that like people made commercials that never that like the Super Bowl didn't accept. But some of those are hysterical and outrageous, and I understand like some of them. I understand why they never made it to television. <laughs> Other ones, it's like if that was really proposed, it's silly that they didn't approve it. But uh, either way, if you if you if you decide to to look it up on YouTube, just check out banned Super Bowl ads or ads that didn't make the Super Bowl. That it's usually worth a worth a watch. You know, I, I want to go on record for a second here too. I think that they should do this. What's in the ad? I mean, it'd be awesome if you could have customizable voice. So instead of hearing like Alexa talk back to you, if you had like a Morgan Freeman sound pack, so like he just was your voice assistant all the time. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, they have that in ways. 
Uh, you can yeah. change it. They have the celebrate voices. They sh definitely should do something for these smart devices. Yeah. Smart home devices. Snoop be Dogg. Fun. Echo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Hey, Snoop, turn on all my lights. Hi, <laughs> <I> Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but, um, but, yeah, I don't know. Does anybody have anything else that they wanted to to bring up other other than uh, other than Snoop Dogg? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, I think that covers just about everything. And um, yeah, I put the link to the uh, Inspector app um, by Steve Gibson in our show notes, so that will be in the notes for the episode as well as um, published. And we could even link it to our Facebook page, maybe too. I don't know, but. Um, but yeah, so as for us, um, if you would like to listen to our podcast, uh, whether you borrowed a friend's phone and you're listening to it through their phone, or you've just happened to stumble across this live stream on Twitch, or you want to check out anything else that we do, um, we stream weekly on Sunday and sometimes Wednesday when things get really important, um, to any one of the major uh, podcasting platforms. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play. Um, you can find us on YouTube, any of the, the major platforms. And also our RSS feed publishes to many other forms, such as TuneIn Radio, uh, Pocket Cast, for example, um, and basically anywhere else that catches any kind of podcatcher. So um, going into that, uh, you can also find information from us if you want to get in touch with us more directly on uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or on uh, Facebook that helps us get more accurate information to you guys and we love reading the reviews as well. Um, I'm going to actually check our iTunes in a second as well to see if there, we haven't had a chance to look for any new ones but um, uh, you can reach out to us, like I said, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all at Industry40. Um, and yeah, um, feel free to reach out to us in any way whatsoever. It helps us, lets us know what we're doing right, lets us know what we're doing wrong. Um, but yeah. If I, if I can go so far as to do this, I actually have a request of our listeners. If, if you could tell, if you're listening to this episode this week, if you could tell one friend who doesn't listen to us already about our show, that would be awesome. <laughs> That's just if my you, humble request. Yeah. If you like the show, tell two friends about it. If you hate the show, tell one friend about it. And there you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, viral marketing. Get That's it right. out there. Get the word out there. Yeah, because getting the tech news out to people helps us uh, know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And it helps you get a higher quality show. So it's a win-win it's a for everybody. And if you've ever felt like anything that we've talked about has been a revelation to you or has helped you, um, that's that's even more of a reason to tell people. We, we always talk about, especially on more important topics, about how important it is to spread the news to as many people as possible. So if you've ever found anything super informative and super important to, to have that knowledge, then spread to three people instead. Yeah. <laughs> so any, anywhere from one to three. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the I stands for information. <laughs> and the S stands for security. Oh, yes. Like we've established <laughs> or share the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, that's that's everything that we have to talk about today. So thank you guys for tuning in to episode 37 of I4O, and we will see you guys next week. And go birds. That's right. Go birds. Hopefully much happier. <laughs> see you guys. Bye.